Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. That Ooh. was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Woo <Woo-hoo. laughs> <laughs> How are you? Got that Mrs. Doubtfire going on. <laughs> it happens, you know. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we left off last week with a uh, good old uh, what's his name, David, David LaPlante, David Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. See, God dang David. <laughs> David. Oh my God, David. <laughs> well, um, anyway, David. Sue David. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, anywho, yeah, so we left off with good old Daniel in his creepy little wig-wearing self. (laughs) (laughs) That's just fucked up, y'all. It is. So, yeah, um, before we get into all the gruesome details of this week's um, case, which, by the way, full warning, it's it's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, God. So maybe gloss over the disgusting a little bit. I, I, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You know, I don't know what it is about the the gory details and the gory um, cases that I always pick, but I always find some doozies. Yeah, I, I want to just say, I don't usually need giant trigger warnings, but that last one, oh my God. <laughs> I'll give you trigger warnings. This, this. Let's just say this bitch is cray. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, before we, we get into that, we're going to, you know, we, we always like to, to start off our podcast with something nice and, and airy. <laughs> so Nice and airy. Do we? Is that something? Nice we- and airy. Airy. Like as a airy. I was yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. Like rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> yes, we often begin with rainbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I can, I, I can give a little bit of news of myself. Um, I, you already know, but our listeners don't. So I have been, I've had a photography company for what, eight years? Mm, something like that. It's been a minute. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been it a hot minute. Off, it's been a hot minute. It started off pretty slow, um, but I've built like a huge clientele. I've I've taken so many pictures. I've done from <laughs> from advertising. I did something for State Farm Insurance not too long ago. Um, I built a brochure for our town um, between. Hundreds of clients. Oh, anyways, anyways, Sorry, anyways, the our town one that that cracks me up. The, a brochure for that. Her her town has probably like population fifty. No, oh, no. It is a small ass town, y'all. Like it's a small town, but it's got like two thousand. If you but, blink, yeah. then you miss it. Like there's this one main road you drive through. If you blink, you've missed everything and you're gone. It's really not. Yeah, I. Sh- when I say I built a brochure for them, it, it's not like it's a huge thing, but I mean, I've no, I mean, that's a big the, deal. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Up in, I mean, it's a big deal up in this little town. No, um, I, I've, I mean, I've even traveled and, and taken pictures elsewhere and stuff too. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's been, um, it's been a hot minute anyways. Well, my, 
my photography chapter, <laughs> as far as a business, will come to a close in December. Um, I'm actually going to school to do something I've dreamed of doing since I was a little kid criminal justice, forensic <laughs> details. So um, all this gory stuff that I talk about, I'm totally going to bring it to life. Not, not in serial <laughs> killing. But, wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to be capturing that shit. <laughs> I was going to say like all the fascinating, interesting things you're going to be like taking, and you're all like, I'm bringing this gory shit to life, y'all. <laughs> like I'm going to, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but yeah, so, so that's my fascinating news for the week. Do you have anything new? That is very awesome and interesting. And do I have anything new? Um, so my new thing happening is that after working at the same pediatric clinic for nine years, I have decided to take a break. So, um, I'm going to stay home with my kiddos for a while and do that whole thing so I don't know how to act <laughs> yeah <laughs> because so basically, I've, basically I've literally we're been both there <laughs> we're both quitters <laughs> I've literally <laughs> I've literally been there since my daughter was one and she's 10 now so I am not gonna know what to do like seriously her whole entire life that's what she's known I work there um but I'm gonna take time hang out with them and I guess teach them from home because of covid <laughs> i guess knit <laughs> oh right <laughs> i am absolutely not going to knit like i am not coordinated can you imagine my fingers trying to do that i know right <laughs> that that would be insane but yeah so, so yeah. that's we both have the big news we're both quitters so both that's quitters. what's up all right now to get into the gory details <laughs> So, um, but not too gory, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll give trigger warnings, guys. I'll give trigger warnings. So, um, this week's podcast episode is about Catherine Mary Knight. Oh, damn it. She was totally <laughs> in my list. I was going to do her soon. <laughs> oh, you suck. Oh, I love this one. This I'm, is a good I'm one. I'm excited. Lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I want to do this episode I, I wanted to start our podcast out with this episode but then I was like man I probably shouldn't do that because that's a lot, a lot of uh holy balls in one episode <laughs> so, uh, um, it's such a I good think, one I'm very excited but also very envious because I so like already had half my notes done on this one. <laughs> oh, you're, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry fine so, all right let's let's hear your take Catherine Mary Knight she, this bitch is cray. <laughs> she, she, Nana be cray, y'all. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to describe the amount of cray this woman has. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's out Just there. Give, give it a shot. Let's see how you describe all right, it. All right. So, Catherine was born half an hour after her twin sister, on October 24th, 1955. Okay. So she was born to Barbara, who already had four boys, Patrick, Martin, Neville, and Barry. Neville. By a Neville. Sorry, Harry, Neville. Po Harry Potter. Okay, carry on. I know. That's all I think about, too. 
<laughs> um, good old Neville, by a previous marriage and another son, Charlie, with Catherine's father, Ken. Another Ken and son, Barbie. Ken and Barbie. Barbie. It's Ken and Barbara, but okay. <laughs> I mean, Barbie's short um, for Barbara, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, so anyways, let's start with, with Barbara. So they were originally from a town, um, in Aberdeen or of Aberdeen in New South Wales. This all takes place in Australia, guys. She, okay. she Australian. <laughs> we we love um, Australia. My, my Surrey is actually an Australian man. So there's that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, Barbara Rowan at the time was forced to move to Maury after beginning a relationship with Ken Knight, a co-worker of her husband, Jack Rowan. So the Rowan and Knight families, they were both super well-known. They lived in a very conservative rural town. So the affair that Barbara had with Ken was like a huge major scandal like scandalous scandalous girl so so it literally had them up and pack their stuff and have to leave the town so um two of the rowan's four children so there's four kids two of those kids went lived with their father jack and the other two lived with an aunt in sydney So, um, before, before they moved in with Barbara, because right. she had to get her shit straight, right? <laughs> get your shit together, girl. She had to get her shit, she had to get her shit straight, because she was too busy cheating on her husband. Her husband was like, I'm taking the kids, but I can't handle all four kids, so I'm going to take two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, right? That's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was an okay thing back then. Nowadays, that's it's, all child neglect. <laughs> it's like that thing where our parents would send all four of us to Kansas for the entire summer and just drop us off with our grandmother. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, our, our parents were a whole different level. They were like, uh, we can't deal with you guys anymore. You're going to your grandma's. <laughs> <laughs> For the entire summer. <laughs> For the whole summer. No. Um, which cracks me up because we were in school like all the rest of the time. Oh, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like we weren't that bad, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. Okay, so Catherine Knight, uh, she was born October 24th 1955 she was actually a twin um in 1959 four short years later jack uh barbara's ex-husband died so the two children who had lived with him moved in with the knight family and then sucks for them yeah so um and then here's another fun fact about, about the family. So Barbara's grandmother was apparently like an indigenous Australian from that Maury area um, uh-huh. where they ended up moving okay. and, she, and she had married a, an Irishman. But the thing was like back then there was a lot of racism in the area. Yeah. So it caused a lot of tension for the kids when they were growing up. So, um, that was one thing. So anyways, 
Barbara, she was kind of a, a quiet kid. She kept to herself. Um, the only person that she seemed to be very close to was her uncle Oscar. And there wasn't really much that I could find on Oscar except yeah. for he was a champion horseman. And then he committed suicide in 1969. Aww. Yeah, it was so sad. So he committed suicide and um, it like put Catherine into a super depressing state. And she started saying things like his ghost would visit her. Oh, that's normal. And still to the day, like she was saying that, even when she got older, oh, he visits her. Yeah. So when he committed suicide, the family moved back to the Aberdeen area that they had originally lived when Jack was alive. Okay. So, um, Knight's father, Ken, was an alcoholic. He nice. was, he was openly, he openly used violence and intimidation to rape her mother, Barbara, up to 10 times a day. Yeah, that's excessive. Yeah. So, so Barbara in turn often told her daughters, um, details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men because of it. <laughs> Which is healthy and normal for a mother to tell her children which is something you don't want to tell your like child ever what the oh, hell i hate sex because your father makes me do it 10 times a day <laughs> oh my gosh it's like um it's like in that episode this is totally not like it at all but <laughs> maybe think of that episode of gilmore girls when <laughs> when lane finally had sex and then she was like i know the secret it's actually really terrible you can all stop pretending oh yeah 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 and everyone's like, no. <laughs> no. So later when, um, when Catherine complained to her mother that one of her partners wanted to take part in a sex act that she didn't really want to do because she wasn't ready, Barbara told her to put up with it and stop complaining. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Which, if you just wait a minute, because you'll hear the age. So night. She said she claimed that she had frequently had been sexually abused by several members of her family, not by her father, but by several members of her family. This is Catherine or Barbara or? Catherine. Okay. And it continued until she was 11 years old. Oh. Although there were minor doubts about the details, psychiatrists basically accepted her claim because all the family members confirmed the abuse did happen. Okay. So she was abused. She had a alcoholic and abusive father. So she's already starting out like really shitty. Right. Right. So, um, she started seeing a psychiatrist. She, she was a pleasant girl. But she experienced, as she told them, she was experience, experiencing uncontrollable murderous rages. <laughs> that seems fine, right? That's, that's and, she would, and she would do it in, in, like, minor upsets. And so the school psychiatrist actually commented on it, too, because she's, she, like, the school psychiatrist had said when she attended the high school, she had became a loner. And she was remembered by classmates as a bully 
who stood over smaller children. She assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon Mm -hmm. and was also once injured by a teacher who had to act in self-defense. <laughs> so that's terrible. Bitch is crazy. But but then he also made, noted the the uh, school psychiatrist stated, but when when she wasn't enraged, Catherine was a model student. Oh, and earned, and earned good rewards for good behavior. So wait a minute, she's attacking teachers, but is also a model student. Is am I getting that right? Am I getting it's that okay. right? As long, okay. as long as she's not mad. <laughs> Just want to make sure I understand it. So as long as she don't get hangry, then she's cool. <laughs> like, give her a Snickers bar. It's okay. No. <laughs> so um, at 15, when she was leaving school, or she left school when she was 15, like as in quit school. Just finished. She's just like, quit school. done. Just done. Yep. Quit school. Didn't know how to to read didn't know how to write at 15 at 15 well I guess so I guess if at that age you don't know those skills then you might as well just quit because there's clearly no point (laughs) I know (laughs) you're a freshman in high school bruh (laughs) how'd you get there (laughs) right the teachers were just the teachers were just tired of having to like defend themselves so they just pass her on to the next grade I mean I live in a small town but you can't pass kindergarten unless you know how to write your name (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying saying. um okay so so she quit school she quit school she gained employment as a cutter in a clothing factory and then 12 months later she left to start what she referred to as her dream job, which was um, at the local abattoir, which is a butcher shop. Yes. Where she was quickly promoted to boning, not boning like that, but boning. Like oh my God. <laughs> and giving her a, own set. That's how she was quickly promoted for boning. No. <laughs> she was given her own set of butcher knives. Uh, that was their first mistake. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get this though. This this is freaking messed up. So she was given her own set of butcher knives. So she home, loved. She loved them so much. She loved them so much she hung the knives over her bed. <laughs> As one said does. that they were there because she always wanted them to be handy if she needed them. I mean, but honestly, who doesn't hang butcher's knives over their beds, right? <laughs> Am I what right, happens, guys? <laughs> what, what happens if that thing slips? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, okay. Um, so she, hung, she hangs them there and says she needs them, you know, she needs them. They'd be handy just in case. Right. And she continues this habit until she's incarcerated. Okay. So basically every single place. Yeah. So every place that she lives, she hangs these over her bed. I'm just thinking, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? That's normal. I'm telling you. I wonder what my husband would do if I just went and grabbed the butcher knife out of the kitchen and hung it over our bed just to see what he would say. Um, he would be like, uh, Samantha, yeah, he'd be have like, you lost uh, your shit? <laughs> this is not happening. 
So, um, moving down, uh, like, a couple years, Catherine first met um, hard drinking, like, major drinker, co-worker David Kellett. Okay. In 1973. David what? Kellett. Okay. Um, she completely dominated this dude. Like, dominated him. So if Kellett got into a fight at the hotel that they stayed in, then Catherine would step in, back him up with her fist, and and basically be like her body. She was this dude's bodyguard. So basically, David's a pussy. So if he was getting a fight with somebody else, she would just like step up. Is that what you're saying? And beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Out of whoever he's getting into a fight with. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's not emasculating at all, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. She don't. <laughs> she, she don't. So, um, she ends up marrying him in 1974. At her request, by the way. Like. <laughs> she's hey, like. We're getting married. She said. She said. Hey, pussy. Want to get hitched? <laughs> yeah. or, she probably didn't say wanna she probably just said we're getting hitched <laughs> and he was like yes ma'am oh yeah I, I, he was probably scared to death and was like okay <laughs> yeah yeah so at her request the couple arrived at the service on her motorcycle oh. she classy yeah. yeah yep it was super classy and also kellett david he was like super intoxicated <laughs> oh. It's like, I gotta be drunk to marry this bitch. <laughs> and uh, as soon as they arrived, this is, this comes from Barbara. She quoted this in an interview. Um, she, or, sorry, this comes from Catherine. She quoted this in an okay. interview. Barbara gave, her mother, Barbara, gave her advice. Or gave Kellett advice. Oh. Because Kellett told him. He, he, so she gave future son-in-law wedding night advice. Yep, pretty much. She's okay. like, hey, I got something I got some something to tell you. <laughs> He's he said that Barbara said the old girl said to me, watch out. You better watch this one. She'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing. You're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her. She'll fucking kill you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Yes, so, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so basically this like sloshed intoxicated fool is getting like, advice from his wife's mother saying <laughs> bitches cray <laughs> yes so yeah so she basically told him she's got a screw loose somewhere <laughs> nice so okay so let's take you to the wedding night same night oh oh, oh please do <laughs> Same night, on their wedding night, <laughs> Catherine tried to strangle him. <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> Apparently, she said it's because he fell asleep after only having intercourse three times. <laughs> that dick. <laughs> oh, Apparently, he was tired. Bitch, he's tired. He saw Tucker out. Leave him alone. <laughs> Apparently. He was super tired, and she wasn't having it, <laughs> so she tried to strangle him. Can you imagine so, waking up on your wedding night being strangled? 
and the other person's like, bitch, you fell asleep. And you're like, I thought we were done three times ago. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. So the marriage was particularly violent. And on oh. one occasion, on one occasion, a heavily pregnant Catherine burned all of Kellett's clothing and shoes before <laughs> before hitting him across the back of the head with a frying pan. <laughs> I knew the frying I knew the frying pan was coming and I couldn't wait. <laughs> yes. All because he came home late after um or from a darts competition. After he had made the finals. So, like, he's in the finals, having a good old time playing darts, and she got pissed. So, she's, like, smacking him across the back of the head. He is, like, all excited because he's going to the finals. Like, he's like, hell yeah, this is a good-ass fucking night. I'm going to go home. I'm going to tell my wife what's going on. Gets home, and he's like, what's that smell? Is something burning? And then, bam. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yes. She takes, like, she's, you know, <laughs> Dallas says I have my moments where I'm, like, moody. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been that bad. <laughs> like, she escalates it. She that takes escal- another level of escalating it. That escalated quickly. <laughs> so, in fear for his life, Kellett fled before collapsing in a neighbor's house. And he was later treated for a badly fractured skull. No shit. Police wanted to charge her, but Knight was now on her best behavior and talked Kellett into dropping the charges. (laughs) She's like, I'm so sorry, baby. I don't know what came over me. I mean, I just had a crazy moment. I'm never, you know me, I'm never crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let me go. Let me go shine my butcher's knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It may or may not have escalated too far. So, so he took her back. So he took her back. Um, and in May 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said 19... (laughs) I'm an idiot. Continue. You said 1976, and every time I hear that, I think of Waterboy, and in my head, I say, pick up sticks. (laughs) Every single fucking time. I hear 1976, and I almost say out loud, pick up sticks. (laughs) (laughs) It's normal. Excuse me, I'm awkward. Continue. Water boy. (laughs) Gatorade. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. I've opened a can of worms. Okay. 1976. Except 
it's actually called a can of whoop ass. <laughs> Calm down, Captain Insano. <laughs> Captain Insano. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> anyways. In May 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa Ann, uh-huh. Kellett left her. Kellett left her for another woman and moved oh. to Queensland, apparently unable to cope with Knight's possessiveness and, and violent behavior. Well. So <laughs> the next day after he left her, Catherine was seen pushing her new baby in a pram down the main street. By a newborn baby. <laughs> newborn baby. Violently throwing the pram from side to side. The pram, that's like, that's like one of those British strollers, right? Is that what I'm, is that right? They're like the, yeah, the old time ones. Like I think of like Mary Poppins. I don't know why. <laughs> it is. It's, the prams are like the ones where like the baby can't sit up. It's, you're laying down in like, it. Like, like the fancy old timey ones. Yes. Okay. So she's violently tossing this baby around in this pram. Got it. Yes. So she's like, yeah, she's, she's got this, right? Sure. <laughs> not really. Like she does not have motherhood at all right now. Like, so <laughs> at all. Like at all. So because of this, Knight was admitted to the St. Elmo, St. Elmo, <laughs> sorry, St. <laughs> Elmo's Hospital <laughs> in Tamsworth, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and spent several weeks recovering. Okay. So that's not even the worst of it. This poor fucking child. Okay. okay? I was going to say, there's more to it. Are you going to say it? Because I know it. There's, <laughs> there is. I, I'm sorry. This so trigger warning except there's nothing i say trigger warning but there's no blood or anything so anyways there's no blood it's not gruesome no it's just insane it's just nuts so um like literally right after she gets released knight placed two-month-old melissa on a railway line shortly before the train was due she put the baby on train tracks, y'all. On train tracks. Then stole an axe, went <laughs> into town, and threatened to kill several people. She just went running through town with an axe after placing her newborn baby on the train tracks. On the train tracks. So a man known in the district as Old Ted. Good old Ted. Good old Ted. Good old Ted. He was forging near the railroad line. He found and rescued Melissa. Thank God. <laughs> and it now, was only it was only minutes before the train passed. Like yeah, just walking around by the train tracks. What's that sound? Oh, it's a newborn baby. That's weird. Picks Here, the baby up, and a fucking train comes. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Basically, Meanwhile, was good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mama's swinging an axe through town. <laughs> swinging an axe. Telling people she's going to kill these fools. She's like, you about to die. So, anywho, because of this, she was arrested again and taken back to the hospital. And apparently recovered and signed herself out the next day. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all done lost your fucking minds. <laughs> She was like not she recovered. Was, you can't sign. You really, and then they just gave the baby back, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, but um. 
yeah. Uh, like, how do I want to put? It wasn't. I'm like, right I'm like did I did I ruin your? No. <laughs> no. So they didn't just like hand her back over, but she ends up getting her back. Right. So a few days later, Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded i'm telling you she's like, crazy <laughs> now she's going like she's starting to actually spiral okay she's spiraling yeah she's spiraling kellett left her she didn't want to be a newborn mom like she's, she's over it pissed. she's like freaking out so she picks up one of her knives and she slashes the face of a woman and demands that she drive her to queensland to find kellett <laughs> okay now correct me if i'm wrong is it just a woman or is it a woman and her kids in the car? It's, it's um, it's just, a, so it's just a woman right now. Okay. It's not, it's not her son. So I was okay. I'm going to let you tell the story. <laughs> okay. So the women, the woman actually escaped after being stopped at a service station. Yes. But by the time the police arrived, Knight had taken a little boy from the service station hostage. Okay. And was threatening him with a knife. Okay. She was disarmed when police attacked her with brooms. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't have any fucking sticks or tasers or anything else, you know? <laughs> so they just, they grabbed some brooms and attacked her. And then she was, she was admitted to the Morissette Psychiatric Hospital. Okay. Where she should have stayed for quite a while. <laughs> Why they keep letting her go, I don't know. So this is third, like this is number three, right? Third so, time of being admitted into a psychiatric place because. So I want to yes. Yeah, so I want to say they keep letting her go, and what's his name? David, Daniel, yes. David, David. So I want to say David took her back. They kept letting her go because she is fucking psychotic and she's really good at just turning the crazy off and like she sweet is. talking she them. Makes herself, so she really was. That was her thing. She can make herself look like a normal fucking human and then spiral and freak out. And, but then like when people were around, she's like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. Right. She's just that fucking crazy. So fucking crazy. So, um, a after that happened, have you seen pi have you seen pictures of her? I have. Which, by the way, we're gonna put them on Instagram with others. I have more. Um, so I feel like I'm I've seen multiple pictures of her, different pictures of her wearing Tweety Bird shirts, but it's always like a different Tweety Bird shirt. Like I don't know what that was. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> the Tweety Bird or whatever. Yeah, like that she's obsessed with Pretty Bird for some reason. Like, yeah, she's fucking nuts. Yeah. Man, she's so fucking nuts. So uh, she told the nurses that she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repaired Kellett's car, <laughs> which had allowed him to leave. And then. <laughs> it's not that guy's fault. He was just doing his job. Right? And then killed both her husband and his mother when she arrived to Queensland. So she was going to go. That was her plan. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to kill the service station person because he fixed his car. Then she was going to kill him. And then she was going to kill his mother because fuck that. <laughs> because, because mother-in-laws, am I right? <laughs> yeah. So when, but this is, this is 
fucking, this is what gets me. And I'm sorry, but this dude is stupid. <laughs> so police informed him of the incident. So he leaves his new girlfriend. Oh, shit. With his mother, they both moved to Aberdeen. So to he support it, Catherine. So he took his mother, said, Bye, new girlfriend. I got to go back to this crazy bitch and just went to go support her. I got to go back to her because she's probably going to kill me in my sleep if I don't. He probably was like, She's probably going to come and kill you if I don't, <laughs> honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. But that's, that's, that's not even the kick of this. Like, I'm getting into this. This is what's so crazy. So, Knife was released on August 9th, 1976, into the care of her mother. Huh? Yeah, pick up sticks. Into the care of her mother-in-law and along with Kellett. So, they moved to Woodridge, a suburb of Brisbane in Australia. Okay. She, she obtained a job at the Denmore Meat Works. And on March so like 6th. So, like, another, like, butcher job, essentially? Yeah. So, another butcher job. Okay. And on, Mar- on March 6, 1980, they had another daughter, Natasha. Oh, my God. <laughs> In 1984, so four years later, Knight, so Catherine, left David and moved in first with her, first with her parents, then to a rented house nearby her parents house so although she returned to work at the the barber or the butcher shop Mm -hmm. she injured her back the following year and had to go on disability pension okay i don't how do you injure your back at the butcher i mean maybe she was lifting some real heavy meat that she had to cut yeah maybe i don't know so no so no longer needing to rent accommodation close to her work, the government actually gave her housing commission. So, um, it's always nice when somebody's like crazy and the government and, just gives them a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then in 1986, a couple years later, Catherine met 38 year old minor David Saunders. Okay. So a few months later, he moved in with her and her two daughters, but he kept his old apartment in Scone. Just in case. And, <laughs> yeah, literally, just in case. So Catherine became, became jealous regarding what he did when she wasn't around and would throw him out. So when she would throw him out, he'd go back to his apartment. Okay. And then she'd go back to his apartment and beg him back to come or beg him to come back. Back to come back to come begging back to come so basically it was like a repetitive circle with her she was crazy yeah he said bye. It, he, she was crazy he said bye felicia she was like no i'm sorry i'm not crazy and he's like okay yeah okay so in may 1987 a year later she cut the sorry hey time out time out trigger warning <laughs> oh. okay trigger warning Thank you. She cut, <laughs> she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup. Uh, in, I forgot about so- that. Yeah, she did it in front of him, not for any reason, except for she just wanted to show him an example of what would happen if he ever had an affair. 
before going on to knock him unconscious with a frying pan. <laughs> Look, with her frying pans. Oh my God. That is terrible. So I hate that. Cuts, I hate that part. She cuts his dog's throat, says, this is what's going to happen if you have an affair on me, and then knocks him out with a frying pan. And then he just woke up and was like, oh, better not do that. No, bitch, I would have woke up and moved to my apartment and changed my locks and all that jazz. Like, why would you call the cops or some shit? Like, isn't that, that's got to be something. You can't just kill somebody's puppy. I know. It's the saddest thing ever. So, um, in June 1988, she gave birth to her oh my third God. daughter. Freaking fertile mortal here. Like, <laughs> she just keeps on popping out daughters, too. So, she gives birth to her third daughter, Sarah, which prompted Saunders to put a deposit on a house that night paid off when her workers' compensation came through in 1989. Okay. So because she paid it off. That's Catherine her house, right? Yeah. So Catherine decorated the house <laughs> how she wanted. <laughs> I remember this. So she, uh, she decorated the house how she wanted, right? And this is, this is her definition of decor, which, by it the way. Gorgeous, y'all. <laughs> there's no space left when she's done okay like the ceilings the walls everything is legitimately covered wall to wall okay like quarters of, gone an of animal skins skulls horns rusty animal traps leather jackets old boots machetes rakes and pitchforks <laughs> if that ain't the classiest shit you've ever heard like he's a classy god like that that sounds like some magazine decor there she, she is a classy bra like she's so classy she drinks with her pinky out like same bitch yeah so <laughs> after so after an argument where she hits sanders or saunders in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors <laughs> you know normal <laughs> thursday night <laughs> normal normal thursday night um he moved back to scone but then he later returned home and found that she had cut up all his clothes uh, so she burns clothes she cuts them all up why do these guys keep coming back like i don't know like, i don't know i don't understand she must be really good in bed like I hear, I hear all the time that guys like a little bit of crazy, right? No, this, this ain't a little bit. This bitch is fucking crazy. Like crazy. So crazy. So Saunders ends up taking a long service leave and goes into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. She's like, mm, I'm, I'm going to go hide. This bitch is crazy. So she, she tries she, to. She doesn't stab me with scissors. <laughs> she tries to find him. But no one, like none of his friends, none of his family, nobody, they would, no, nobody would admit to knowing where he was at. They had his back. Yeah, they had his back. They were like, uh, oh, she must be crazy. So several months later, he returns to see his daughter and finds out that Knight had gone to the police and told them she was afraid of him. Uh, so they, can I, can I just they, say, 
<laughs> when he went into hiding, why would he not have taken his daughter with him? Oh my God. Right? Like they wouldn't have been able to find her because she couldn't find him. Oh my God. I know. So that's what I was screaming too. When I was all in the background story, which I mean, I heard this story a long time ago, right? Right. I, right. I love this story. It's horrible to say I love this story, but I love this story. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it really is. It's a, it's, it's a fucking fascinating. Case. It's a very good case because, you know, you, you constantly hear about all these guys that are like serial killers and, and then you, you have these like, which granted there's a lot of women out there too that are serial killers. But oh yeah. Like this woman in particular, it just floors me how she could fool so many people into thinking she was normal would be so fucking crazy out in the open at the yeah. same time yeah so anyways they issued her an apprehend violence order against him so basically if he goes there then he'd be arrested for violence which is insane <laughs> so he had to leave <laughs> so in 1990 which is the year i was graced with sweet, my presence sweet baby Jesus on on this earth. Sorry, I was anyway. I was gonna say something like that when you said 1986, and then I just didn't because I'm not self-centered. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so in 1990, Catherine became pregnant by a 43-year-old former abattoir co-worker, John Chillingworth, and gave birth the following year to a boy named Eric. John, so she had her first boy. Okay. What was his last name? Chillingworth. Okay. So their relationship lasted three years before she left him for a man she had been having an affair with for some time named John Price. That's why I was confused. Because I was thinking John Price and I was like, what? This is not. Oh, this. yeah. No, no, no. I, I had to have, I had to put that out there because she had a, she had a son with him. Okay. Yes. So Makes sense. He's got. She's got two daughters with David, one daughter with, man, they're all named. Like, it's David, David, John, John. I Jeez. just thought about that. <laughs> so she had two daughters with Kellett, two daughters I, with Saunders, or one daughter with Saunders, and a son with John Chillingworth. I mean, let's be real. She was just like, I don't have time to learn new names. I guess so. <laughs> so John Price, or Pricey, as he was called, was the father of three children when Catherine had an affair with him. So that, he, so she's, so she's got three. She's got three and he's got three? Four. She's got four. Okay. So I was thinking Brady Bunch, but no, it's more than that. Cause she's yeah. got four. He's got three. Yeah. She's got four. He's got three. So, um, he was known <laughs> I'm going to butcher it or whatever, but he was known as a terrific bloke. <laughs> a bloke. Good <laughs> mate. Everyone, yeah, good day, mate. I'm but sorry. I'm sorry, Australia. <laughs> he was liked by everyone he knew, right? So his marriage had ended in 1988. His okay. two-year-old daughter had remained with his former wife, and the two older children lived with him. Okay. So um, Price they was aware... Yeah, Price was aware of Catherine's violent reputation, and 
she still ends up moving into his house in 1995. Well, he was not that fucking aware then, was he? <laughs> I don't know. So, like, here's the thing, though. His children actually liked her. Because so he that's, was... that's what she could do. She could make people think that she was normal and, and I know. make people like her. She liked her charm. She would win people over. Yeah, but here's my thing. Like, usually kids can smell that shit, right? Okay. So my, my, kids, kids my kids have no problem telling me I don't like that person. <laughs> no, she had the kids fooled. So, um, his children liked her. He was making a lot of money working in local mines, and apart from like violent arguments, as as he would say, life was a bunch of roses. <laughs> you know, aside from the violent arguments that we had often. <laughs> yeah. Right. So in 1998, they had a fight over Price's refusal to marry her. And in, retalia in retaliation, because she, she escalates everything. Oh, God. In retaliation, Catherine videotaped items he had stolen from work and uh, sent the tapes to his boss. What a dick move. <laughs> all, all of these items, though, that he had stolen were out of date. Right, like, like they were gonna throw them. Yeah, he literally scavenged them from like the rubbish bins. Right, like they were literally throwing this shit out already, and he was like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna take it because they're just throwing it out." And this yep. bitch videotaped all the stuff and sent it to his fucking boss. <laughs> sent it to his boss, so he gets fired from a job that he held for 17 years. That is insane. So that same day, he kicked her out. And <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, she returned home while news of what she had done spread through the town. So, like, she went back home. So a few uh, months later, Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow her to move in with him. <laughs> So the fighting became more frequent and most of his friends wouldn't even hang out with him or do anything with him because he was with her and they didn't like her. Cause bitch is crazy. So here's where we're, here's where we're get, getting started. Okay. We got through the backstory and now we're going to get to the murder. Moida. To the Moida. Moida. So, um, make yourself comfy. And I'm cozy. I'm, I'm settled in. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say trigger warning. So, like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. It's happening. So, in February 2000, a series of assaults on Price accumulated when Catherine stabbed Price in the chest. So, he finally fed up with her he kicked her out of the house. On February 29th, he stopped at the Scone Magistrate's court on his way to work and took out a restraining order to keep her away from both him and his children. Good. So that afternoon, Price told co-workers that he did not come. He told his co-workers that if he did not come to work the next day, it would be because Catherine killed him. So, yeah. 
So basically, he knew something was going to happen because he put a restraining order on. So if somebody told me that, I don't know if I would just be like, ha, 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 funny joke. Or if I'd be like, um, we need to do a welfare check later tonight. <laughs> right? So um, they pleaded him not to go home. Like, all of his friends told him not to go home. And said that they believed he would kill, or she would kill his children, too. Yeah. So um, he told them that if he didn't go, then he believed they would kill his, or that she would kill his children. So he went home. And he found Catherine not there by herself. Um, or, sorry. He found Catherine not there herself. He had sent the children away for a sleepover at a friend's house. She had sent the children away. Right? Yeah. Okay. She had. So she wasn't there, but neither were his kids. I would have flipped the fuck out. (laughs) Basically, he's like, okay, shit's about to go down. So um, he spent the evening with his neighbors before going to bed at 11 o'clock. So I'm assuming that she, like, left a note or something saying the kids are spending the night here. Like, he knew that because if he he hadn't known that, he would have just, like, went over to the neighbor's house. Well, I would have freaked out if I, like got home and and saw that none of my kids were there right that's what i'm saying so i'm feeling like he had to have some like he had known somehow that they were at a friend's house he had to have something had to have gone down so um earlier that day Catherine had bought new black lingerie and had videotaped all her children while making comments which have since been interpreted as cruel will or crude will so she's like mocking videotaping these kids or like what yes okay she's mocking them in a crude manner like she's fucking nuts so she she's literally going off the handle now so right she's done lost marbles they're gone john's the first guy that gets a restraining order on her like he's yeah so shit's and it's she videotapes her children, so that's what's fucked up, right? Right. She's like doing it to her own kids. So she later arrives at Price's house while he's sleeping and sat and watched TV for a few minutes before taking a shower. She she then So he's asleep. Went, she gets home, he's like, I'm gonna watch some TV. So she just sits uh, there. She's like, oh, okay, he's watches sleeping. some TV, and then she's like, I'm gonna take a shower. And he's still sleeping this whole time still sleeping she okay. then goes and wakes him up and then they have sex <laughs> oh, okay so she took a shower then put on her brand new black lingerie yep have and then sex. woke him up and then he goes and i'm sorry wait so she wakes him up and since she's wearing this lingerie it's fine that he put a restraining order on her <laughs> like that doesn't count anymore i don't like come on guys are you really that easy to be seduced like come she- she cannot cool. be that good in bed. I'm just saying, I mean, y'all. Once you see pictures of her too, she's really not that gorgeous. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, um, they have sex and he goes back to sleep. Okay. And then so, she hits him with a frying pan because he went to sleep after one time. No, I'm just kidding. So at 6 a.m. the next morning, 
The neighbor became concerned that Price's car was still in the driveway. And when Price did not arrive at work, his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. They're like, oh, shit. He said if he didn't come in, she killed him. He's not in. (laughs) Exactly. So both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on his bedroom window to wake him up. But after noticing blood on the front door, Mm. alerted the police who arrived at 8 a.m. Okay. Breaking down the at eight a.m. It was like two hours since her neighbor since the neighbor realized he wasn't gone. Well, the neighbor realized that his car wasn't there, and that that's fine. He got he got worried, right? But he didn't go over. Okay. It wasn't until the worker. It was came when the over. worker came, and okay, got it, got it. Yeah, it wasn't until the worker came over, and they were like, "Oh, maybe we should try." So, okay. um, so anywho, they break down the back door. Police found his body with Catherine comatose from taking a large number of pills. So she basically popped pills after she killed him. All the pills. So she had stabbed Price with a butcher knife while he was sleeping. A butcher knife? What? Where would she get that? She had probably grabbed, (laughs) she brought one of her butcher knives that she had hanging over her bed (laughs) and was like, hey, bruh, I'm going to go ahead and stab you. Uh, okay, so he was cut up with the butcher knife, like stabbed. So she stabs him. According to the blood evidence, he awoke, tried to turn the light on before attempting to escape, while Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door, get outside, but either stumbled back inside or was dragged back in the hallway where he finally died after bleeding out. So. Oh, God. After oh, I'm not That's even terrible. done. I'm uh, not even done. How strong is this lady, by the way? Like, she got to be real strong. I'm not even done. This is stupid, stupid, stupid crazy. So, after she kills him, she goes into Aberdeen, withdraws $1,000 from his account. <laughs> this is at, like, 6 in the morning. <laughs> so, like... Oh, I just killed no, him. No, it's six. Go, yeah, I'm gonna go get his money now. Right, it's after midnight. So then, six. yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. So she goes. Well, it was at the ATM. She withdraws it at the ATM. Right. So it could have been any time. So his autopsy revealed that he was stabbed at least thirty-seven times. Holy shit! In in both the back and the front of his body, there was so many wounds that went into vital organs that it was they said it was just a horrible massacre (laughs) like ridiculous several hours after price had died okay trigger warning okay knight skinned him and then hung the skin from the meat hook on the archway of the door to the lounge room wow she then decapitated him okay. and cooked parts of his body, serving up the meat with baked potato, pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy in two settings at the dinner table, along with notes beside each plate, having the name of one Price's children on it. She was preparing to serve his body to his kids. She made two place settings 
of his body with all these veggies. Like, how many hours did she spend preparing this? She fucking cooked him. And was going to serve it to his and kids. was going to serve it to his children. Worst a stepmother this is ever. <laughs> oh, my God. So a third meal was thrown on the back lawn for unknown reasons. Know, and it's speculated, it, it speculated that Catherine attempted to eat it but could not. And this has been put forward in, in support of her claim that she has no memory of this crime, by the way. Because she was on all the pills. So she's, yeah, she's playing like she don't know what she did. So Price's head was found in a pot with vegetables. The pot was still warm. Yeah. It was estimated, it was actually estimated to be between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius. Oh, so that means, fact. that means that she cooked, she cooked, she cooked it early in the morning. Okay. So sometime later, Catherine arranged the body with the left arm draped over an empty one point or yeah, one half liter soft drink bottle with the legs crossed. Cute. This was claimed in court to be an act of defilement demonstrating Knight's contempt for Price. So basically, this demonstrates what she's going to do because he put a restraining order on her. Right. She, she had left a handwritten note on top of a photograph of Price, too. So, blood stained and covered with small pieces of flesh. This Ugh. is what the note said. Okay. So, this is what the... This is what the note said. Time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my, which, okay, her, let me go back, time out, before, time out. before I read this. She can't back. read, time out, she can't read. She can't fucking read and can't fucking write. So she spells all this shit wrong, okay? Oh God. But I'm going to read it. I need you to I'm read it like, read it, read it like she purposes. spelled it. No, read it like she spelled it. And let me see if I can okay. decipher it. I'll read it like she spells it, and then I'll read it right. Okay. Time got you back, Jahatha. Oh, shit. <laughs> for, for raping my deuter. <laughs> okay. You to Beck for Ross, for Little John, now play with Little John's dick, John Price. <laughs> that is just a bunch of fucking gibberish. What? <laughs> Time got back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. Basically saying she's that he supposedly raped your daughter. Right. <coughs> gonna get gonna get Beck, which Beck? is Price's daughter. Is it Beck? And what? which is Price's daughter. Okay. And play with and play with little John's dick, John Price. Little John is his son. It's his son, so you're disgusting. Okay. Yeah. So the accusations so Beck, in the note. So talking about so Beck and Little John are basically who she made the play settings for, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. So Little John or Little John, the accusations in the note. So her saying that he raped her daughter, right, were found to be groundless. Like they could not find any proof of that there was nothing like the kid wasn't saying anything there was nothing right 
So now we're at the trial. So Catherine's initial offer to plead guilty to manslaughter was rejected. She was arraigned on February 2nd, 2001 on charge of murdering Price, to which she entered a plea of not guilty. What? <laughs> Her trial was initially fixed for July 23rd, 2001 but was adjourned due to her counsel's illness and was refixed for October 15th, 2001. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's something. So here, uh, here's a fun fact too. Oh. Sh Sh Shuffle your papers. I know I have, so, so here's my thing. I've, I literally have 20 pages of notes because this, this woman is nuts. It's so nice. Um, she was given on, so on November 9th, 2001, so it had been rescheduled for October 15th. Well, it got rescheduled again. <laughs> so on November 9th, 2001, Catherine Mary Knight was given the harshest sentence possible in Australian law. Okay. She was the first woman ever in Australia's history to be sentenced to life in prison with her file marked never to be released. <laughs> <laughs> they said, bitch is crazy. Do not let her out. <laughs> her, her crime was so vicious and the defilement of the body of her husband, John Price, which it's not even her husband. Like he wouldn't agree to marry her. Right. But they, they claim it as a husband. Right. Like she planned it out. Like it had to have been planned out. That's how they put it. So it was seriously crazy. So like in the courtroom, Knight's ex-husband told the packed court that Knight had, had cut the throat of his eight-week-old puppy and that another time she sent a film of a stolen first aid kit to his boss at work, like right. or John Boss's, Price's boss at work or whatever. Yeah. And that he got fired over it. So like she was portrayed as a vindictive and cruel woman in in the courtroom they're like y'all this bitch is crazy we've been saying it for years so now people are finally seeing it now that she's been arrested and is is facing trial of murder because she done she done fucked up and cut up her boyfriend and cooked him <laughs> that that is quite the fuck up yes <laughs> so i mean it all just comes back down to if the police would have listened and kept her ass locked up in the insane asylum. <laughs> when she put her newborn baby on the train tracks and went through town with a fucking axe, swinging around, threatening people. Then, then John Pricey Price <laughs> would have been like, alive. What do you have to do to get, like, not arrested, which she should have been arrested for that shit, but, like, to get, like, some kind of help, like, some kind of admitted to a psych place like this is crazy clearly but she was that's just it she was admitted but she got to sign herself out like right. back then it was so much more different than it is now like now you can't get out of those places <laughs> <laughs> you go there you stuck bruh <laughs> like literally she she like did all this crazy shit and the next day was like y'all y'all i'm cool i'm cool I just I lost my cool. shit for a second I lost my shit I'm good I'm good I see what I like I was I was fucked up, but I'm cool now. I'm good. And they're like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, so, um, the, the story, the conclusion of the story, I hope you learned, is bitches be cray. 
bitches be cray, y'all. Stay away but, from bitches. But bitches, bitches aren't this cray. <laughs> hey, back that, that's not cool. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to back that up. Girl, back Hulk, that thing up. Rewind. <laughs> oh, rewind, flip that's, it and reverse it. In the great words of, of Missy Elliott. In, in the great words of Missy Elliott. <laughs> Back that thing up, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> so, so basically, this is what gets me, is like, why, why did they let her out when she fucking cracked the skull of her first husband with a frying pan? <laughs> because she's so charming. <laughs> oh, man. I can't because wait. She, because I she said she's there. sorry. She said she's sorry. She meant it. <laughs> I don't think she did. I don't she think she meant it, y'all. So that's the story of Catherine Mary Knight. Wow. That's it. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, All right. you got to top that next week. So I'm going to have to step it up, especially since you stole my case. <laughs> I didn't. I just knew it. <laughs> you so, stole my case, um, and now I, I hope I steal yours next time. <laughs> I really, I, I, I honestly would be like dumbfounded if you do. I'm not really, really, I really will. I really so, will. Oh, so I have so many. I always try to do like different cases. This one is not like a a super unknown case either. Right, if, right, if right. You know, if you know your serial killers, it's a pretty known one. I right. mean, if you know your is. if you know your true crime, you know your murders. I guess technically she's mm-hmm. not a serial killer because she just killed the one guy. But she's, she's crazy. Yeah, she's not but, technically a serial killer, but she's a well-known murderess. And she's a murderess. So, I have quite a few cases that I like really want to do. And I'm going to be hella pissed. There's a couple that if you do them, I'll be hella pissed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, don't be don't be scared, girl. Don't be scared. So I started off I started off a little bit slow, and then I'm I'm getting there. So I also so have I it's so fun. it's fun to let our our listeners hear some of the good stuff. It's true. So this is my thing. I have a bunch of cases that I really want to cover. Some that are kind of well known. Some that aren't as well known. I feel like there's so, like, all the true crime fans, there's so many, like, podcasts and documentaries and books and stuff that have, like, covered these things over and over. Like, I don't want to bore you with stuff you've already heard, but also there's really good ones that I'm clearly going to talk about that everybody knows. Yeah. But I also want to talk about some that hopefully aren't as well known, but if I do that and hold on to my good ones and then you do one of my good ones, I'm going to be hella pissed, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. There's one that I, kn- I know I really want to do, but I, I feel like, I feel like you should do it. Oh, we'll talk about this I, off mic. <laughs> I feel like you should do it. There's one that like, it's one of my all time favorite ones. It's so bad, but it's so good. Like oh. it's one that's very interesting. Okay. Um, Anywho, uh, if you haven't followed our Instagram, come follow our Instagram, Serialholic Sisters underscore podcast. Hello, I'm going to post some pictures. I'm going to post some pictures. Post some pictures, girl. Of tonight's case. Um, Send us yeah. any kind of suggestions that y'all want to hear at Serialholic Sisters at gmail.com. 
Sorry. It's a little glitchy tonight. I know. I just want to apologize. We've had, we've had a lot of poor, poor quality on our domain and we're still having to use our web version that we've been using. We're still and working on it, y'all. Yeah, that we got it to work. Um, our main domain, we did get to work, but for some reason, it's taking a lot of time, like a long, long time to upload our our uh, finished product for us to edit. So it makes us a little nervous. So we went ahead and, and still recorded on our our web version this this time. So it's a little. It's a little different. I know that it's probably sounds like it's cutting in and out a little bit. Um, Sorry about the glitches. For me and for Crystal. Yeah. Just continue to be patient with us. We Please totally stick with love us. the listeners. We're going to get <laughs> we it, y'all. We love the listeners. So please keep listening. Um, we'll, we'll get it fixed. I mean, we're working on our pod labs right now. So, so I'm really, I'm really hoping that since I'm going to be home, I'll have a lot more time to try to figure this all out and get it all straightened and get past this part. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just started, um, reconstruction, I guess I should say of the new podcast that's going to that's going to take place, but it's going to be a couple months before it's up and running. So the new, the new pod, the new pod lab. Yeah. Why did I say podcast? Pod I don't know. Lab. I was like, pod what lab. podcast are you doing? <laughs> no, this one. <laughs> I was this like, one. shit, <laughs> this is the first time I heard of that. <laughs> Sorry, girl. No. Okay. Um, so this so is yeah, the longest one I, yet. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Follow us on Instagram. Email our Gmail, follow our Facebook page. We, we put some fun giveaways and stuff on there. So if you haven't followed it, totally do. It's do Serial it. Holics. This is true crime shit. True you follow it on Facebook, shit. you can be part of our giveaways. Um, okay. Yeah. So until next week. Until next week, y'all. Until next week. <laughs> All okay. right. Bye. <laughs>